Hello and welcome to Editing Aloud. And we're going to talk a lot about um, Davos today because that is where the Sol Ramaphosa caravan has moved to this week. Um, he's had a, a number of very fruitful meetings. Team SA, we're told, is reaching out to international partners at the World Econom Economic Forum. We've had a statement today from the uh, IMF Managing Director, Christine Lagarde, saying she's met with Sol Ramaphosa and agreeing with him that long-term structural reforms are necessary in South Africa to turn the situation around. Hilary Joffe um, is, 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 is Team Cyril, let alone Team South Africa, making some progress. Such a class act, yeah. Peter. I don't mm. remember the International Monetary Fund Managing Director putting out a statement at the WEF welcoming sort of the South African delegation and yeah, saying really we, so agreed on, we agreed on uh, that yeah. reforms were needed. And so I think this is quite a strong statement of support yeah. from the IMF. Um, some fairly bleak uh, projection, economic absolutely projections. Yes, but the also if, if, there were, if there were doubts in a yeah. way about whether South Africa would be running yeah. to either IMF for a bailout, yeah. uh, maybe this is a statement to say no, 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 no time soon. Yeah. But also the IMF will be working with South Africa to craft some sort of program to get growth going. And yeah. I think this is really a very class act on, on Sir Ramaphosa's part, but also quite a strong statement that we are taking the challenges seriously, yeah. I presume, because otherwise the IMF wouldn't have gone along with all of this yeah. marketing stuff. Well, it so happens that uh, we have our man in Davos, as long, uh, along with Team South Africa, Tim Cohen, Business Day Editor, um, and he's on the line, I believe, Tim. Are you there? I am. Hi. Hello. Hi. Listen, I'm not going to interview you just on my own uh, for the next few minutes. I'm going to leave it to the panel to do it. But is, um, do you get the impression Cyril is doing well? Yes, I do. I mean, you know, we're a blip in this uh, uh, event. Um, they, uh, you know, there's a new Prime Minister of Zimbabwe, of Angola. There's a huge delegation from Saudi Arabia. Um, and of course, the whole thing is overshadowed or by uh, by the the speech that Donald Trump is going to make on Friday. So, you know, it's, it's not as though you know we're we're the whole focus is on South Africa. Panel, uh, please go so ahead what, and what, ask. What, ask what, what is the talk message to, that talk to that camera three, if you don't mind? There, ah. there we go. Yeah, Tim, what what is the message that Cyril Ramaphosa is trying to get across here? Well, I just think he's, uh, he, he wants to re-establish the old South African way, you know, the, uh, that we are a bridge builder, that we are typical citizens, that we are um, still heading in the right direction, and uh, that we're going to clean up, you know. So, um, and, and I think also to uh, assure people that, uh, that, that, uh, that South Africa is taken seriously um, and, uh, you know, is dedicated to fixing them. Is that, Tim, a plan uh, perhaps to meet uh, Donald Trump and, and, and the Chinese president? No, you know, I asked Cyril whether he would, he would be prepared to, uh, to, to meet with Trump. And, and he said, well, you know, I don't know. Well, it depends on our, you know, schedules and whether we can, what we're going to talk about. And, but he basically said he would. You know, if, they, if, if the Trump people want to meet, then, um, 
he would he would be available. And, and uh, what's your impression? And what's your impression of his of of uh, Cyril's interactions with his finance minister, Marusa Kigaba? You know, <laughs> just by the way, also the the, the Chinese uh, premier he is not here this year, uh, oh. but extraordinarily, the uh, leaders of zillions of countries have turned out. Uh, Making a speech this uh, was given by uh, by Modi, the front of India, um, the uh, the uh, Prime Minister of Canada. Tim, listen, mate. Thank you very yeah. much. Your line is very bad. We can't. Uh, you're breaking up a lot. We're going to leave you to the snow and your hat. Um, <laughs> and uh, thanks for coming through. And we hope we are you're back at the table with us uh, next week. Uh, have a good time. Meanwhile, panel, um, there are so many inquiries going on now, I've kind of lost track of them. So we've got ESCOM in, in front of a, 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 a committee. We have uh, Transnet in front of another, another committee. Lamiri um, uh, is facing being questioned by somebody I, I don't even know. Is, is there any point to any of these things any longer? I mean, this is a parliament that's got surely a limited life left, uh, Raymond. Um, what's the... Why would you bother with these inquiries knowing that you've, you've, you've probably got a new president coming in, a new cabinet, I within a few, if not a few days or weeks, months? Well, because I think that's what parliament should be doing. I yeah. mean, it's, uh, you know, it's fantastic, actually. You know, there's a backbencher called Pravin Gordon who asks really difficult questions and knows what he's talking yeah. about because he used to be the finance minister. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful. I think it's very good for South Africa to see MPs doing this. But it illustrates how the, the whole power game has just shifted. Yeah. Everybody's now trying to prove that they're not part of this conspiracy yeah. by being, you know, Independent but, and but can I just ask critical. then, wouldn't that be best done in front of a judge who's actually going to say, well, I believe you and not you. You're going to jail. You get off. But that's um, the point. You know, the so, so to bring it to, just to bring it to the boil rather than to leave, you know, uh, Anosh Singh was in front of uh, the, the ESCOM inquiry yesterday. He lied through his teeth through the whole time. Very, very effective, uh, you know, a very accomplished liar. Um, and nothing happens to him, you know. There well, are no but something might. That's what. That's yeah. in a way what Ray is saying but is that is under a new leadership, the point is that these inquiries may lay the ground for criminal action to be taken, and they've done a lot of the groundwork now. And if our law enforcement authorities get back into doing what they're supposed to be doing, this could have, we hope, consequences. And then there is the commission coming into state capture under uh, yeah. uh, Deputy Chief Justice Zonda. So what's happening here is that Anush Singh and these people are putting a lot of stuff on the record that they're going to have, you know, they're providing, I think, a platform for some very clever lawyers at this commission to start unpacking their stories. Right. And I think it's very useful that they're doing this now in Parliament because, you know, testifying in Parliament, if you lie in Parliament, 
It's a criminal offence. I mean, yeah. it's pretty grave. It's yeah. so bad. So saying I don't remember is not a lie, really. You just yeah. It's a way of weaseling out. Well, it is a lie saying you don't remember when you if actually you do. do remember. Yes, yes. Uh, it is a lie. <laughs> but what you are talking about now, you t th th there's the, these are between two different arms of, uh, of the government. Yeah. Uh, the justice system is separate from the legislative sure. system, which is parliament. The reason uh, you have seen no action on the criminal proceedings on the front there is because the it's law enforcement captured. agencies have been... Uh, captured and, and indeed there are people there whose job is to make sure that no one ever investigates and prosecute anything. Yeah. But uh, it's great now that uh, Parliament, particularly members of the ruling party, are finally doing the job we've been paying them to yeah. do. The past eight years they've been doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Now they, they, it's great for the, uh, that they have finally woken up and that's due to the changes in the, in the power dynamics in the party. Yeah. But as he watches, as he watches, which I presume he must, or somebody must be giving him a praise here, what is, what is Jacob Zuma doing? Because he must be looking at the Anarf Singh thing, and he'll probably watch Coco t tonight. Um, he must, surely all, every time that they s slip up or lie or don't remember, or whatever it might be, he must think, I've just got to stay in longer because I've got more ends to tie up. I mean, none of them, none of what they're saying is necessarily helping him helping ease him out of office. I d yeah, I don't think that he can tie up any ends now. I think his speeches are written for him by others. I don't think he can make appointments, um, you know, without the approval of Latuli House. So there's very little action that Jacob Zuma can take as president now. Other than not leave, I presume. Well, you know, not leaving is, you know, it's inevitable that he will. So... Not leaving now when they instruct him to, to leave is actually digging his own grave even deeper yeah. because uh, they can force him out either through a vote of no confidence in parliament uh, and you saw when he was still in charge of the ANC, uh, it, he, he just won by the yeah, skin of his teeth. Margin, yeah. Yes, uh, but uh, th that's still not the worst possible outcome for him. There could be uh, the... the uh, the impeachment process, which makes him lose all his benefit. But even that is not the worst possible outcome for him. The worst possible outcome are the charges. Forget the new, the, the old yeah. ones. There's many new charges that Jacob Zuma has to face, mm. including treason, uh, mm. because that's what it is. If you undermine the institutions of the state, let's take ESCOM as an example. ESCOM has been crippled deliberately and they now on the record is evidence that Jacob Zuma himself participated for the benefit of some foreign interests. That is the definition of treason and the president would never escape that if it is proven. But forget even that. We, we, we still uh, are short five billion rand in the, transn in the transnet affairs, the, the, the trains in China. If you, if you believe in the, in the sort of theory that sort of, you know, I can't remember who said it, might have been Harold Macmillan, uh, the events, you know, w what shapes history, events. And, and, you know, if you were Zuma, you would basically, and you, n and you know how much trouble you're in, you know what's out there facing you. The moment you have no power, you've got no power. That's it. Other people can do what they want with you and with all of your friends. You would stay there surely as long as you possibly can. You, you would, except he can't. At, the, at this point. And his biggest problem is that he's the biggest fish. Everyone will be, will, will be uh, exchanging him for, for their own freedom. They'll say, oh, play bargain. Now I'll tell you everything. <laughs> you know that five billion rand that we left yeah. behind in China for the Guptas? Actually, X amount went to the president mm. because the president instructed us to do this and that and that and that. 
from ESCOM alone over the past five years, about 140 billion rand has been stolen. Yeah. That just didn't, that money just didn't work out. Someone yeah. gave instructions and it goes all the way to the top. The president. I mean, everybody friends. presumably at some stage will tell will be telling stories about everybody else. I mean, it'll be yeah. it'll be dog eats dog eats dog. That's but I that's going to happen. Surely that's going to happen in a court of law and a cross examination, rather than in a in general inquiry with a, you know, w which is sort of with a, with with no powers of imprisonment. You, you are right, but the point you are making is that these are two separate processes, yeah. and they can run concurrently. Uh, the, the fact that there's something happening in Parliament does yeah. not mean there should be nothing happening in the in the, in the criminal justice system. So, w with with the, if with with Raisonda running um, a commission of inquiry, there's nothing to prevent eventually a proper police service arresting um, uh, Iqbal Sharma or yes. or, or, or Marcello Coco and charging them with 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 whatever criminal activities or fraud they can do that the yeah. they, they can yeah. do that and there's mountains yeah. of evidence in yeah. this building we had mountains of evidence and we put it all out there yeah. the reason there's been no prosecution is because the law enforcement agencies have been refusing to do their job because they had been taking instructions from Jacob Zuma the suspect. So what was it how do you explain the little the sort of brief flurry from the um, asset forfeiture unit then attaching some of the assets that the Guptas were involved with? I think that's that's uh, Sean Abrahams trying to demonstrate that he is actually doing something, right? Because he fears that coming down the line is his firing, his sacking in yeah. one way or another, yeah. And that he would then need to go to court and try and explain why he shouldn't be fired. I have a different view of it. I think that if you if you looked at the dates, the work was done last year by the asset forfeiture unit, but it was only but, but, but they yeah. had the orders, yeah. and and when once they had the political cover. They went public with it straight away. So there still are good people there. It, it shows Just you exactly who has yeah. been obstructing yeah. justice in this country and abetting all this crime. Yeah. Like massive theft. We, we're going we're to come back and we'll talk about some more after this break. Welcome back. Um, panel, just uh, to, to wrap up the, the, the conversation we were having before the break, um, Cyril obviously comes back later this week. What hap whatever he does, he does. Um, where are the Guptas and where is Dutazani Zuma? Does anybody know for sure? You've got a bit about them in the magazine. Well, this in this week, great you know. magazine called the Financial Mail, you yeah. know, uh, we, we, we we're telling you that they are playing the yeah. Gulf Stream is grounded in Switzerland. Yeah. One, uh, because uh, the export it apparently moved from Zurich to Bern for some reason. Yes, either. and then came back. Okay. Uh, it's, it's now there in Switzerland in, 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 in some small airport there. Oh. It's been grounded, one, because uh, the Export Import, uh, export Import Bank of Canada, oh. which financed the thing, has not been receiving installment for about six months. Yeah. Uh, s since around May, it's not been, uh, the Guptas have not been paying. Uh, but Another thing now which is makes their life even more difficult, the NPA in that 220 million rand for the Freire dairy farm, yeah. 30 million rands of that was transferred directly uh, to uh, to the Guptas yeah. who then used to pay uh, at, uh, a down payment of 30 million on rand the on, on the plane. Yeah. So it's the proceeds of crime. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, 
uh, even if it were not the process of so coming directly. So who's attached it, us or somebody else? Uh, the, the Canadians have grounded okay. it. Okay. So now we, between the South Africans and the Canadians, yeah. uh, I don't know how that yeah. arrangement is going to work. Can I because ask all that, right? I mean, you, you've edited the Sunday Times. You've, uh, you've had this massive audience out there, this big sort of you know, club uh, to wield on a Sunday. Surely, surely some, a paper with resources would have people in Dubai taking photographs of these people. I mean, they can't, they can't be living inside yet another compound. They'll go out somewhere every now and again. Why can't we get photographs of the Guptas and Dudazani in Dubai now, tomorrow? I don't know, you'd have yeah, to I ask mean, the Sunday the Times. I understand that, but um, I mean, yeah, no, I think that's an excellent idea yeah. for the news diary of the Sunday yeah, Times. Would that be, have been possible in your day? I think it might have been. Yeah. Um, it depends how, cost money. how protected they are in yeah. Dubai. Yeah. Because it's not a place that you could necessarily easily go yeah. and get somebody close to somebody's private residence and yeah. photograph them. They have the right yeah. help from above. Yeah. yeah. But coming and going, certainly. Yeah. Um, panel, uh, the other th there have been other inquiries. We've got um, uh, um, Transnet, which is trying to establish what exactly, Sikhanati, what is the Transnet inquiry about? Is it once again about corruption, theft, or? I've lost track of it. Peter, I can't keep up. I really uh, don't know yeah, what that okay. one is all about. Uh, Hillary probably knows better. Yeah. It's, it, I had a look, and I'm no expert, but uh. it's the um, scoper. The, uh, uh, yeah, so it's, yeah. Okay. So, public so accounts. It's, it's yeah. Public accounts. It's the, fa it's the failure to account to, to pub the Committee on Public Accounts mm. uh, on a series of um, apparent instances of wrongdoing and poor tendering and so on. And uh, Transnet simply failed to account and didn't provide information but that the committee had uh, requested. Once again, Lynn Brown, who probably the word is not to be taken all that seriously anymore, but I mean, she's saying that uh, Transnet is one of the, you know, is one of the best of the state-owned companies, and yet it still finds itself well in, the it's in, in trouble. It's Would she well going to be the next one to go. Yeah. <laughs> Would she yeah. know best if it hit him? I, don't but know. I think there's all sorts of, I mean, yeah. even in Brian Molefe's time, he was a transnet before he was at Eskom. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was already yeah. some procurement yeah. stuff going yeah. down. So it's, it's been under the radar screen, but it could deserve to be Raymond, your namesake, Raymond Zondo, has got, a, has got to convene this inquiry into state capture. The president has yet, not yet, or presidency has not yet produced um, terms of reference for it. Uh, is that a deliberate delay, do you think, or is it at some sort of technical hitch in getting the terms of reference out so that the inquiry can begin? Well, I think that some members of the, the Zuma camp have said that they, th they believe these terms of reference should be broad, mm. broad beyond mm. just the Guptas. And any businessman who's ever tried to influence government should be included in a broad inquiry. Yeah. And Judge But Judge Zondo's press conference yesterday, mm. he was quite clear that he expects these terms of reference to, you know, be produced promptly yeah. and to relate to the uh, public T protector's inquiry. And then he report. made a comment which was quite interesting, which is that um, you know that that once this is done, should there be no legal challenges to these terms of mm. reference, the commission will go ahead. Right. So almost anticipating that they might be handed some kind of weird set of terms of reference. Right. Um, yeah. The justice minister saying on radio yeah. that, that he hasn't produced them because he's waiting for a slot at the government printer.
which Grant is extraordinary. Warner was quite clear yesterday as well that these uh, the, these terms of reference have been dealt with in the in the, in the public protector's report. Yeah. So it's what in there. And and the good thing about having a judge like him is that he will say, no, Mr. President, yeah. the terms of reference yeah. are as For directed outside. by the state of Basically, capture report. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a commission triggered by that report, yes. and it has to contain itself to what is in that report. And uh, the judge has already said. And the judge has already said it. He said yeah. these terms. Can you imagine? Will be on that. Can you imagine no. the meetings going on about how to get around that um, <laughs> in the in the presidency? The um, uh, we've we've got a picture up on uh, on our panel today of um, a famous painting done in 1902 by Theophile Steinlin, which. If you're one of Cape Town's better art collectors, you probably recognize. Um, and it comes back to the water crisis. I deliberately chose it because it shows a woman um, washing herself from a bowl, uh, which probably contains two, maybe three liters of water, which would have been common in Paris in, 2000, uh, in 1902. Um, not so common in, in big cities like Paris and Cape Town now. but. Helen Ziller wrote an article on um, uh, the Maverick website the other day about the water crisis, which really, for the first time for me, really brought home what we're in for here. I mean, there will literally be no water and thousands and thousands of people wanting it. It's a, it's a serious... It's, it's terrifying. It's a serious thing. And there's no stop, there's no way to make it better. Yeah. Yeah? What's well, I mean, yeah, the, and she's actually a big part of the plan because she's now taken yeah. charge. A big part of the plan is actually intelligence and security related yeah. to actually identify potential unrest, yeah. how it might happen, yeah. how it might spread, yeah. how it might be contained. Yeah, it was amazing. How yeah. they'll get on top of, you know, I mean, it, it's quite a frightening scenario that, yeah. that's being painted here. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine a water spot and 30,000 people descending on it because they haven't any, had any water. It's, it's, it's quite horrible. You see, in the Transkei, we still bath like the lady yeah. does uh, at my home. Yeah. But the difference it's is... It's perfectly possible, too, actually. To uh, be, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was doing now yeah. in December and yeah. in January. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, the, the difference is that I've got one uh, water tank, 7,500 litres of water, and I've got streams with water running. Yeah. Uh, now, imagine that in, in the township of Kuguleti, for yeah. example, with hundreds of thousands of people all yeah. with no water. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I just cannot describe them. Forget the security situation. Uh, the, talk, about, uh, talk about the health hazards of the, of no, the, of the both, whole thing. Both. I mean, the, 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 worse the, the worse the health hazard becomes, the, the, wor the more the, cr the, the crime or the public security aspect in, uh, increases. It's a, it's and, and how this was not foreseen, even by the Democratic Alliance, uh, uh, which is governing there is is beyond me. I I don't know. I'm sure they are. They made no no plans whatsoever that I am aware of. They are not talking about plans. They are talking about day zero. Yeah. They are not talking about how to alleviate it. Yeah. I I looked. I googled just for this just out of interest the other day. Um, um, mobile um, uh, desalination plants, and uh, there are dozens of them in South Africa that companies that can provide you with desalination and, and provide lots of water, but desalination doesn't, doesn't seem to have really featured as a... People as were a trying to sell ca the city of Cape Town desalination plants years ago, and, yeah. and national government was turning it down, especially if it was Israeli technology, because they're the, the leaders, the world leaders yeah. in desalination. But certainly, 
seven, ten years ago, um, this was there were certainly people who were already foreseeing this and looking at options such as desalination plants, um, optimizing water use so that why you know why using would you turn more down a desalination plant? What does it do? Well, the money apparently was one issue. Um, national government not necessarily coughing up, um, and. Yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, I mean, quite a, quite an interesting. Politics was, an yeah. was another. I think I think this is a it's a terrible example of 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 how political divides intersected with you know poor municipal planning to create a crisis. Really. What does this do to the DA, right? I think I think what it demonstrates is that you know the DA managed to create an image of itself as being this growing, united, forward, advancing force, and actually now that the cover has been taken off. It's it's very fractured. Um, the city council there's is the Cork City Council caucus is split. The mayor doesn't have the support of the premier. The premier and the national leader and the premier is acting like a national leader. Musi Maimane is only going to make a statement on this long after she issued her massive yeah. intervention. Th it looks like a party that's fracturing, and uh, I would be very concerned if I was the DA because public sentiment built on the idea of good, effective governance. Yeah, that's been the message that's of the last, that's, that's primary of the last 10 years. Basically, you know, we are good starting to no, I don't think diminish. national government has been helpful. By no, no, no. I mean, yeah. I, I'm if willing to... But that, you know, yeah. the, the, the fact that the yeah. DA can get to this point, we're now three months away from, from literally no water, um, is quite something. And it's also quite something that it's taken a Helen Zilla to step through the curtains and say, this show is not over yet, this is what we're going to do. Not the leader of the party, not the mayor of Cape Town, um, well, but the, she but the leader of the she, she cannot claim too much credit. She was mayor of that, of that city, and what did she do about it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, um, you know, if, there's no, if there is no desalination option in Cape Town, it just sounds to me to be crazy. I mean, from the, from the moment um, the El Nino phenomenon became well-known, it became also equally well known at the west coasts of places like Africa and Latin America and Australia were going to be dry. Mm. And surely that would have been the way to go, to begin storing water, desalinated water, in huge tanks underground. So these dams that when they dry are, you know, are not the last, uh, uh, not, not the end of hope. Did these it? are shallow dams anyway. I mean, it's the one outside Worcester, the, the main one, I can't remember what it's called. Um, Stretches for miles. It can take you an hour to drive, you know, a longer to get to, to get when you want to go. It's a shallow, big evaporation pan, basically. As a country, I think we, we seem to need a crisis to trigger political and uh, focus yeah. on, on issues. So this time it's water, and water could become an issue in Gauteng as well in Absolutely. the not too distant future. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how this one's going to enjoy, but definitely in in the future, in the next few years. So I don't know how this one is going to be resolved. I wish I had some ideas to help with, but but I certainly hope that as a country we now start taking water issues seriously. In, in, in a way, it's a bit like the housing crisis, you know, or the, the or the land problem. I mean, these things all have all have solutions of sorts, all of which could provide huge economic um, uh, wins for for the country generally. What if we went and built, you know, storage around the country for a gazillion gallons of water? Or what if we just went and built properly and decided like the Chinese do, we're going to build a city here now. Um, 
and then and built it so that people don't have to commute five hours to Joburg every day to come and work. I mean, I all of this yeah. stuff just takes a bit of vision and but guts. It, but it also, takes, it also takes financial resources. And quite an interesting part of what Helen Zilla did there yeah. was to call on the national government to declare this a drought disaster. Yeah. That then paves the way for a whole lot of financial moves to be yeah. made without and move resources around. So Ramaphosa comes back from Davos soon. I guarantee you within a few hours of his arrival, disaster area will be declared in the Cape. Um, he will finally get something going. Thank you very much for listening to us. We'll be back next week.